Today's episode is a very special one for me for a multitude of reasons, and I hope that you'll forgive the audio quality that you've maybe grown used to uh, while following the show, but it truly does embrace who we're sitting down with today, and that is the crew from Japan 2.0 as well as my son and some others that will come up in this. We were actually sitting together in Japan. Yes, my friends, for those of you that didn't get those subtle hints on Instagram or may not follow the show on social media, I made it. Uh, We made it. My son and I, we were in Japan. We had a blast and we have so much. It was covered just This episode in particular was an interview done truly on the first day, full day, we were in Japan and couldn't have picked a better way to kick things off. We'll also be sharing some other audio of talks that my son and I had at different times, as well as share some audio that I recorded from inside in the Tokyo Dome, Banchant section that Sam was adopted into. So we will be kind of splicing some things together, as well as a brief talk with Maurice, who was able to meet in person. Ken, we did some things together. We were not able to sit down together this time, but had a blast getting to meet you, Ken, again, actually in person, and just so much more. Now, although we talk of lots of recording in this episode that was going to kind of be throughout our whole stay, hope you can forgive me in the fact that my son and I at one point just kind of got lost in the fact of we were together sharing something that we'd been looking forward to sharing for quite some time. So we'll have some talks that were in Osaka and Universal, and then we have our thoughts at different times throughout some different things. And I know we'll actually have a sit down together as well, just now that we're back, you know, beyond some things that we sat down to talk about toward the end of the trip and just in the airport and just all together. So thank you just for everything for more than two years, just of time of a lot of you that were reaching out saying, hey, I've been listening to you from the start or pretty darn close to the start and just uh, am excited for you actually making it. So we'll look to share some photos and other things throughout the next few months of our different talks. So if it isn't exactly our normal format of interview and day trip episode, I hope you can forgive me. But like I said, this is four years in coming. So I hope you enjoy the content, reach out to the show and share if you made it recently or have plans to do so and just let me know what you were looking forward to the most or what you enjoyed as well. Thank you again. Just truly can't wait to talk about it more. Enjoy today's episode that's filled with a lot of extra noise. Planes, trains, and automobiles, and the company of two wonderful individuals that 
set aside some time for myself, my son, and my friend. And truly, David and Matt couldn't have been anything more than what I experienced during this time. Thank you both. And I hope for the rest of you, go check them out. They're wonderful. And if you're listening to this show and you enjoy hearing two friends talk about my favorite topic, you'll enjoy them as well. Thank you again. Welcome to Lost Without Japan, a travel podcast about the life-changing experiences of exploring Japan and those moments we would be lost without. For your listening pleasure, allow me to introduce your very own Kanko Gaido, Michael. Oh, <laughs> you, you know about that one? You told might, me about it. You told me about it. it. That's why I brought it up. Other, otherwise, I thought yeah. it might be divisive, so I went the classics. Have you guys had, ever had these? No, either. No, no. All right, these are two two big classics. So. Well, especially this. We'll talk. We'll talk about them once we eat them. Okay. But cool. Let's see. Uh, you guys, you guys, you know, we've been talking the whole time, anyways. But yeah. is it is it recording still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. So we're we're good. You have all that bonus stuff, like the stuff that's going to get us in trouble. (laughs) You're going to blackmail us with. (laughs) We're talking about tattoos. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) None of us us here have tattoos, yeah? I don't have a tattoo. No? No tattoos? Let's go to the onsen, Oh, my God. We're onsen ready. This is amazing. That's the reason. We're the onsen team, yeah. That's the reason I don't get them. I want a tattoo, actually, but I love the onsen. Yeah. I've started kind of considering it, but yeah. I've always said no tattoos because what if I change my mind about it yeah. and I'd There's be really upset. Things, uh, you Never change my mind on. Yeah, yeah probably. At this point, we can say you know. the Beastie Boys robot on my back. You know, <laughs> like the full size. You know. Want to get the Full Metal Alchemist Alphonse? Oh, Alphonse is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would like that too. Crest. Yeah. His crest, yeah. like the one of their symbols, alchemy symbols. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. How about you, Mike? If you had to get a tattoo right now, what would you get? Probably get the like, Chicago Cub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably get uh, like a whiskey get, a glass from Lost in Translation, oh. or a little Bill Murray, you know, in his suit with that little, you know, head bob holding the, you know, something, something like that. Or, yeah, you know. Lost in Translation. Yeah, all Japanese. You know, everybody's giving us a Japanese answer. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, guys, I'm the oddball, big old bulldog. Okay, yeah, yeah. Why? That's all right. Why Bulldog? It's Mac. Mac, Mac truck? Yeah, Mac truck. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old Bulldog. Yeah, well, that's a good one. Hey, hey, before we get going too much, uh, there's a couple different people that are on this right now. Go around, kind of introduce each other. This is Mike from Lost Without Japan. I have my son. Go ahead. Hello, I'm the son. <laughs> <laughs> Mike from Lost Without Japan. We got, we got, we got Sam, son. Work it. Keep on, keep on going around. Okay, I'm Matt from Japan 2.0. It's a podcast. And I'm Josh, the fifth wheel person that came along for fun. <laughs> what podcast are you affiliated with? Absolutely none. Mac, you're gonna start your Mac, Mac podcast Mac, soon, soon enough. The Mac podcast. Mac Daddy. But, but let me tell it. you. <laughs> 
if you if you were ever coming to Japan and needed someone to guide you around, uh, Josh knows the way to go without um, using FJT. The, just the, follow the, the GPS Josh. or different things. It's you know he he is a golden god when it comes to it because you know otherwise I follow anything GPS. We lived there for ten years almost, Matt and I, and uh, Josh is teaching us new new things and new terms that we, we don't even know about the <laughs> certain kind of teas and porridges and stuff on the way over here. So, yeah, man, I'm pretty impressed by uh, your level of knowledge and research. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm who are you? The last of the how many people got introductions? Here? One, two, three, four, five. I don't know what you call Sinko. I don't know. Pen, <laughs> pen, pen something. Um, David, other half of Japan 2.0. So we got the uh, Lost Without Japan and Japan 2.0 plus the Mac Daddy collab. Oh yeah, right here that everyone's oh, yeah. been waiting for years, years, years in, in the making. making yeah. And Sun, don't forget. And Sun. Generations of podcasting, you know. It's, yeah. I, I just need to wait. <laughs> I just gotta hit my midlife crisis and then I. You know, you'll make it there one day. <laughs> Take it from us. You're telling us, Mike, that like uh, you're kind of harboring back to like how long this has been in the making, us meeting up for the first time. You're saying like 2016, 2017 yep. is when you found our podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, 2016 was when I started listening, and it was um, right before I came back to Japan for 2017, where I did my solo trip. I uh, we have all of our trains and planes and automobiles coming around as well. If you so, didn't know already. Uh, quite literally. <laughs> trains, planes, it's, and automobiles. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Is that a Chicago movie? Because it feels like a Chicago it, it, movie. It, 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 right. it is. Uh, it is. It's it's one of my favorites. It's perfect. It's all about the bears. How about them bears? Um, <laughs> pillows. Those aren't pillows. So. <laughs> Gotta have a good team this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, this is classic. Uh, we got all Mike's amazing microphones. Yep. Mike's mics. However, this is classic Japan 2.0. Know, where we're getting uh, wild, wild recording spots and background sounds, so it is the uh, like collab, you know, combining our powers. Yeah, it was 2016 when I started listening to you guys because it's like right before you, you know, go on a trip, you want to take in all media, everything you can. Mm. And uh, one of the things that made me made you guys stand out was the 2.0 portion of your podcast, where it was off the beaten path, worth of things that really, you know, drew my attention because. I could go a whole trip without like going to a tourist crap, you know, destination and be blissfully happy. And I gotta say, not to jump too far ahead, but what you guys, you know, showed us around today was some deep cuts for Osaka. And it was, if my son was gonna start his day, first full day in Japan off anyway, I'm like, got the full experience and it wasn't yeah. too touristy. Like, mm -hmm. we would have never gone to the place that we did like that was just such a cool experience and experiencing all the smaller parts of Osaka and all been 20 minute walk across the rusty bridge oh, yeah. filled yeah, garbage the on the other side my favorite part <laughs> <laughs> watching out for bikes going by yeah yeah you got to be careful on that yeah. bridge I'm telling I'll, you I'll say even for me I've never been exactly where we are right now you know living here 10 years so uh, Matt showed us a cool spot we got the sun coming down and like the skyline of Osaka and there's very few people here mm -hmm. a little bit of rug, rugby, rugby practice action, which yeah. is going on which is cool too yeah yeah no, this is definitely, I wouldn't say it's a hidden secret, but you know, the Yodogawa River is actually a, it has a nice walkway. It does. The one thing that if I was going to criticize is there's not a lot of shade. So we came at the right time of the day. Yeah, In the middle of the day, so. it's very hot right here. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So I wanted Mike to share a story to start off with. We like to kind of just dive deep, you know. We did, a, we did our introductions, now we're done, now we're going to get to the nitty gritty. Uh, 
uh, one thing you gotta know about Mike and his podcast, if the name isn't obvious already for you, is he's a massive Lost Lost in Translation fan. And we heard he had a story to share about uh, the bar, uh, the, the film, what's the name of the bar? New York Bar. New York Bar. In Shinjuku, is it? Or? Um, right there. And, and, and I, I just want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that if you go to the New York Bar, I, I highly recommend it. But you're going to be spending some money. Um, but the view alone is worth it. Even if you're not a fan of the movie, that view from the bar is just breathtaking. Mm. It takes a bit, like, I, I, you know, to actually get there because it's not a direct path. You have to take multiple elevators, get off on different floors, walk to another elevator to get to it. Was there like a guide you found or did you just kind of figure it out when um, you are there? online guide of like how to get to the bar because okay. if you just... When <laughs> Mr. I went, research. Because uh-huh. when, uh, yes. when, I, when, I, when you go on your own, you're like, you're sitting there like, I can't find this place. And uh, no, we were able to get there and... Um, did you go by yourself? Went by myself yeah. and I've tried, so, so multiple stories with this, but I'll start with the first... Uh, I went there, ordered a glass of whiskey and some tacos, and I thought... Nothing like whiskey and tacos? You know, I, I, I thought, oh man, I'm going to go and get what I thought was a $20 glass of whiskey and some tacos. Uh-huh. So the very nice waitress comes back with my bill, and I'm not even really looking at it because I've already figured out what I've spent, 20 and 20 and some tacos, and I put down like you know, 60 bucks and I, you know, it's equivalent of $60 and she didn't see me, how much I put in. I just closed it and she came back and she took it. She came back very embarrassed later. And what I (laughs) mistakenly did was missed some zeros. Those zeros are important. And that $20 glass of whiskey was a $200 glass of whiskey. Holy was moly. It, wasn't apparent when you were drinking it? It was no, no, it wasn't appara- that good? Apparently, I don't have the palate for that. <laughs> so it was a $417 adventure to the New York oh. bar, as opposed to what I thought. And you ordered two of them. Yes, yeah. I ordered two. And let me tell you, I would have I would have <laughs> sipped a lot more than what I did. Like like probably I thought had. you were such a baller, man, chugging oh, those whiskey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah. guys. <laughs> means nothing to until this you paid and then yeah, she was yeah. like oh no he doesn't know what's coming his way yeah <laughs> and i'm sure she was like I, he's not gonna have it here's up. one on the house so you don't cry too much <laughs> but the other thing is i have tried so we're gonna remedy it on this trip but i have been there going on like four different times okay i've never had a photo of myself turn out at this bar mm. it doesn't matter how many times that i've tried it Back in 2004 when I did it, I thought it turned out. Get back home, um, the memory card that it was on. You know, like when, when you go to, through uh, TSA and they're like, oh, don't worry about the x-rays, like ruining anything. <laughs> mm. Well, I can tell you, it ruined that, like the whole thing. Oh, I lost whole everything thing. that was oh, on that. Oh. Came back again, um, like by myself. And I asked the nice lady to take a picture of me. Mm. And she was like, you know, no, we're not supposed to, or whatever it was, like, at the time. And I'm like, please, I just, like... At the I, bar, they wouldn't... Yeah, like, they, the, she was like, no. Say, I'm the guy was, spent $400 on tacos and whiskey. <laughs> you take photos. That, that, was, that was previous, but it was, like, it was yeah. so busy. I think it was because people were around, you know, like, taking other people's uh-huh. things. But she did, and I got it back, and it was so dark that I couldn't lighten it enough, and I couldn't ask again to have it. Yeah, yeah. And then when we came again uh, on the last trip... 
it was kind of like that same thing of like trying to really quickly get a picture and sit back down. But I'm like, I don't care this time. It's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to go. My, you know, Sam and I got, got Josh. We have, yeah, yeah, we have multiple cameras yeah. that are coming this time. It's going to happen. Right. The, the 360 most. cameras <laughs> coming <laughs> on this one. Right. Yep. The, the VR, full experience. Photo, yeah. You'll, You'll have show, all the scandalous people in the backgrounds. You know, all these rich people on there. <laughs> Right. You know, with their mistresses that's and stuff. Right. Is there yeah. actually like live singers there and stuff like in the movie? Or yes, is that, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. But wow, it's, that's cool. Like a lot of movies, it's just way smaller than what you think it is. Oh, okay. But to like, I, I kind of sat where, where Bill Murray sat like yeah. enough times to where I know I've sat where he sat. It's yeah. just a matter of like which time it was that it was, you know, there. So. Oh, he's been there, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Touch that, that, he touched that, that bar, like, you know? Never washing my hands again. <laughs> When you're there, do you feel other people are there for that same reason? Or they you hear like the photos and stuff or not really? Um, I think that the people that are there now like are mainly there just because of what it is. Mm-hmm. But like you get people that are visiting Japan, I think a good like they don't realize how much business they do because still because of like that yeah, movie, yeah. you know. Beforehand though, it was probably a big tourist attraction, right? I would think just like the, the view from that is yeah. I mean, it's just it's like far now. I mean a lot of these places like we're looking at the sky building right here that's right behind us. We made a sky and building, yeah. um uh there's a bar up on the top of that and restaurants yeah. and things there. And it it's really garden, right? a kind of for like business people, you know, like really wealthy business people. And I imagine in Tokyo you get the wealthiest of the wealthy, you know. I, I will say if you go you have to have pants. Um, you, you have you, <laughs> no, can't, you, no, can't, no, you can't go in the shorts and you you and you can't like it was the other thing was like I no went speedo with, and thongs for you no, no, oh man no. <laughs> I was gonna try to use my the old speedos and thong trick nobody will say no they'll be too embarrassed to stop me but it was like you gotta dress up to go and it was oh, just crazy. one of those things like I, I I went once where I was like I tried just getting in to get a picture I'm like hey can I just get a picture and leave and it was like uh, no not how you're dressed and I'm like man you know so (laughs) Japan is not like that we actually always talk about how we love it here that you can walk into like a Gucci or something dress wearing flip flops today and just like casual wear and they'll treat you like you're god still you know Yeah. that's really rare actually I'm surprised to hear that maybe because it's touristy or whatever it's why you gotta pay the $40 for whiskey it's in it's in in toward Roppongi area so yeah Roppongi is a different different beast yeah yeah but a a lot of uh, westerners there give it certain things bad names and stuff right yeah like a rolling thing of mine is like don't be the tourist that gives any more bad names that's sure, that's, sure. that's the like yeah. it's, by listening to Japan 2.0 you can get you can get some you know nice things that are there and then you know like uh I have my son Sam who the, this is I don't know how many years like it was in the making of like even like meeting with you guys we were listening before like like I said 2016 before I came yeah. I remember you know, listening to you guys in the car numerous times it's yeah so surreal hearing your voices because I've, <laughs> I've definitely listened to you guys on numerous occasions I'm certain. sorry <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> believe me his dad needs to apologize for a lot of things but not, listening to you guys is a blood of us oh, yeah. so, you know? <laughs> I'm like damn I just want to listen to music <laughs> and then the music episodes show up yeah right it's a weird concept because when you podcast you're not really thinking about who's on the other end uh, maybe some people do we, yeah. we don't you know I don't think about a, a teen sitting in the car you know with his dad forcing this on them or impacting people in that kind of way or having any kind of influence on anyone so it's kind of crazy when you do meet people you know and hear those stories that uh, yeah I don't want to think about it too much because it could change what you say you know yeah. but uh yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Well, I'm sure. always interested to hear from like listeners and stuff and see what 
kind of their life is like. And actually, I think you came on on the, our episode, yeah. our, our anniversary episode, where we were asked people to uh, send audio to us to yeah. tell story their stories about Japan. And um, I mean, that was really that was one of a really fascinating. If episode. you don't remember, as Mike's uh, Hiroshima uh, a hot dog story, and uh, at that moment. You really came on our radar, you know. I was like a big listener, like uh, someone we were kind of pay attention to. Yeah, and uh, and we were happy to hear that you know you had a, a podcast shortly after. You know, I yes. mean that's super cool that sure. you know like uh, there's this community of people that are really interested in sharing these stories about their travels. And I, I mean, I always find that super cool podcasts when I go to Vietnam. I found a really good one when I went over there. Um, we've done the same thing for Korea and. Uh, I mean, we kind of started the podcast when we uh, in Korea, when uh, there weren't many podcasts around, enough podcasts for us, you know. I, I still, I still want like uh, I need to get the audio file for, from you guys from some of your early stuff. I know, like it's one of those things. It's like listening even back to like my stuff from two years ago, where it's like even you know more different. But I'm like, I'd love to hear you guys because like I don't listen to you like like just because of like the the 2.0 content. It's more like your friendship of you two. Mm. is like honestly like uh what like keeps me listening man like a hundred percent it's just you guys could sit there talking about anything and i'd be you know like i'd be down to listen man it's it's really what it's about i think you find there's very little change (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to say we've grown and it's embarrassing to go back and listen i don't find it i'm like it's like listen to one from now we tried more creative stuff in a couple episodes i remember a cat cafe episode we did and we like had like cat sounds in the background, like uh, fake, that was in ones. the that was the Korean the that, Korean that's podcast. What he's he yeah, says yeah. he wants to go back and hear that. Have you heard those? No, no. no. Oh, okay. We yeah, have a drive yeah. at this yeah, point. We, it's the only we, place that exists. We'll share the drive with you. But anyone, <laughs> we've had people write us, and I'll, I'll share with anyone who wants it. Yeah. But, uh, if you want to hear about the Korean days, strange enough to want to hear about Korea. Korea's 20, changed so much set, though. Uh, yeah. 2007, but there's nothing the same anymore. Yeah. But I, I think like that's half the fun of doing like the podcast in general and especially this episode because it's like it's gonna have my son it's gonna have a buddy that i hang out with like all the time like kind of like with you guys yeah and it's like and it could be you know 10 years from now he could be 31 you know with a kid of his own and you know be listening back to his dad's (laughs) trip of like you know hey this is you know when my dad and i and his buddy and like i met up with some guys you know podcast you know, like you know in the middle of a park like i mean that's yeah. that's like you know it's, it's like a time capsule of like you know time that you yeah. have you know it is and i like one of the hardest times of my life was when i left korea I had to go back to the states I, I didn't want to at the time um and i was really missing hanging out with matt and i used to just go back and listen I, we don't yeah. really listen back to our old episodes that much, right? I, I don't very often. I, I, don't. I, I occasionally will listen to them when they come out, you know? Yeah, just to but make sure it's I don't okay. even always do that. Cause, yeah. You know, it's like listening to yourself. It's kind it's of narcissistic kind of or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, when I was back living in the U.S., I missed hanging out with Matt so much, and I would just go listen to those episodes. Like, And it was, like, very uh, – it got me through, like, a hard time, you know? And I, you never know when those times are going to come in your life again when what you're doing something that you're – proud of or you might miss that time so there are time capsules and that's really yeah yeah even though i don't listen back to them right now i mean i'm happy they're there because yeah i do want to look back on this this era of my life you know it's such an important thing this is like a dream come true to live in japan so you know i I don't want to take that for granted 
I think it's interesting that we're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum in that way that you guys are these people living abroad, right? Who are yeah. like so interested in Japan and wanting to be here in certain ways. Um, and we were that, and our podcast was kind of created for people like you guys. We've maybe gotten away from it at some point, but when we first started some of the earlier episodes or me just walking around recording trains or just like saying what we saw, before YouTube really took off, right? Yeah. I think YouTube kind of replaced all that, and I was like, well, I, I can't do audio anymore. It's gonna, people are just gonna watch YouTube walking around and stuff, you know? Right. But um, yeah, I think uh, we really remember that feeling so much of, I was in a position where I would do anything to be here, but I couldn't, I didn't have the money, or my life just wasn't ready for that yet, you know? And um, yeah, I don't know, like, it's, it's a cool thing. Yeah. One of the things I really wanna ask you, Mike, is lost without, that's yep. such a key component of your podcast. And uh, you talk a lot about like loss without moments. And from my listening to your show, that's kind of like the, the thesis or the backbone of your show, you know? And I want you to kind of like really define what that means to you. And like, have you had any loss without moments moments in your first 24 hours here? Or like, what are some memorable ones that you've had before? I'd say like just this moment. I mean, right now. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the time that we have, like this is something that wouldn't have happened without podcast like if you guys hadn't have you know, sat down like and recorded what you recorded like we would have never met you know what i mean like and, and think about that like the day that we shared today that's just like you know get goosebumps like literally like you know some goosebumps you know just thinking about like hey man like halfway around the world meet up you know with you guys and like share this moment and then to have like my son man like he was when I came back from Japan with Fulbright and I remember telling him I'm like hey when you get older I said we're going to Japan and leading up to us actually getting here it was so surreal like it didn't seem real you know what I mean like and even when we were coming here I, the, the first time I walked down the street I literally like started tearing up because I've it, my entire life, I felt I feel like it's led up to me being here, and there's been so much anticipation, and so much has led up to this point. And it, Japan has been such a big part of my life, uh, and it's just so cool to be here and be in the moment. And just, even in the first 24 hours, so much, so much has happened that it would, it would take more than 24 hours to talk about it all. Yeah. I mean, just getting here is overwhelming, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you get off of the train and, and you know, from the airport, yeah. and you're just like, I want to see that and that and that and that. And then you could just keep going on and yeah. on because there's so bright. They're so colorful. You know, the city's so bright, vibrant. You know, there's so much going on. Some might argue too much, yeah. especially if you get a hotel room next to a karaoke place, right? Yeah, definitely got some much. culture shock coming here, that's for sure. If, if you are listening and you, you would like to know a place to where you can be here, people singing anime openings till 5 o'clock in the morning. Pay money. And we will share that information with you. It's going to be a hidden secret unless that uh, that Patreon money comes, you know, roll again. But let's, <laughs> There's definitely somebody that's going to want that. Yeah. The ASMR. Yes. <laughs> we got we to gotta, we gotta record tonight. And... Oh, we are. <laughs> All right, we're going to record the audio. And we'll, Post. We'll, whatever we have, if if, uh, if they're as good as they were last night, we'll put oh, that gosh. at the end of this episode. Just <laughs> like uh, awesome. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Last night, were they? What were some of the highlights uh, that you heard last night? 
any recognizable song? Naruto opening. I heard a Naruto, Naruto opening. opening. That's yeah. one I heard. Was it good? Yeah. yeah it, it, I feel like this one guy just sang for like three hours straight. He was belting. Yeah. I was impressed. Like, <laughs> I got there. I wasn't even annoyed. Okay, was, no joke. You gotta respect I, it. Yeah, I, I was. I was tired, so I I couldn't be annoyed, and <laughs> I, I was just like, you know what? This is just the culmination. Like, <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah, said some Wonderwall and Alanis Morissette as well. Wonderwall, some 90s Alanis classics. Morissette. Yeah. It, was, it was some good stuff, and then. Um, and I was blissfully asleep. <laughs> you. Yeah, those noise canceling headphones came in handy, yeah? Nope. No. Yeah. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, my, my, you know, Sam and I, we rolled up like the lady. We should have known something was up when, like, Josh earlier had noticed. He said, because we read this, like, Airbnb profile, and this lady had this, like, laundry list of things of, like, don't be loud after 8 o'clock. The people in the area will call the police if you are loud after 8 o'clock. So please be quiet after eight o'clock, and I'm like, that's a bunch of baloney because <laughs> makes you wonder who was, how loud was the person to have to have her write <laughs> that on there? Right? How <laughs> rowdy? The bar. I go like, how, how did you beat like the echoes that were filling our like in our things? And, 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 oh yeah, it, it was crazy. And like, but I think like even to like I think to, to go back to like that your question where you said like those other like lost without moments, but like. My trip back in 2004, or like my different times I have, like every time I come, there's something that like you add on, like you know, like all this different things is here that I, I keep on finding more to to do, and like the four years of time that span to where like Josh and I, like we, we would have been here like at least twice, like you know, you know, in between, and to have that not be a part of your life, like I, like. When you don't have something to look for, like not you know, like you know, but when you don't have that like thing to look forward to, yeah. like it gets hard. Like yeah, you know, where you're just yeah. like, hey, you know, this last year, like when we were like, this is really gonna happen. It's open. Like you know, we're gonna go. Like that means you know a huge difference in your life, like like attitude wise. And then finding you know, all the YouTubers that have taken to the waves, pretty much of oh, walking around with their video yeah. camera showing all of Japan and you're like I miss it I want to go back and I miss it yeah I want to go back I feel like I've been in such a funk the past like four months my job has finally gotten to the point where I'm like drained every day coming home from work but like the one thing I, that's gotten me through the past couple months is just watching like videos about traveling in Japan and just anything that reminds me that I'm going to be there in however many months <laughs> I think that's something Matt and I can really relate to, right? And it's interesting sure. to hear that, you know, 20 years later or something. But I definitely can firmly remember a time in my life where I was going through art school and hated it. And I was the worst artist and everyone was making fun of me. And I was just like, I just needed to graduate so I can become a jet, you know, and do ESL teaching one day. It didn't end up happening, but it was like what got me through. I'm hearing from you that that sounds like that's going to kind of put a definition on it. Those lost about moments are like something about Japan that's getting you through uh, the daily grind, you know, and that uh, it motivates you to keep going and push harder. And would you, would you say that that's yeah, kind of it? Yeah, 100%. And then, like, even past students that I've had, like, they'll they'll, they'll mention that, you know, like, the they're like, I remember, you know, like being in your class and like that. But then you hear from them, like, that rubbed off on them. 
and then they have an interest in something that if they hadn't have had you may not have happened I, like still could have like there, there's so many different things now that are out but it was like that like to be able to influence somebody you know with your passion like to have something with that's like it's huge you know I'll, I'll tell you about this guy Brian I haven't talked about him hardly ever like in my life but he worked at Home Depot with me and he would only talk about England he'd be like London's so great England's so great you could do all this stuff this is where like Shakespeare you know was and I go every year and um, I told him yeah I've always wanted to go to Japan he's like well just go man why don't you just go and I was like well I, I don't know how to you know do it and stuff you know I'm from like a small town you know none of my family ever traveled internationally or anything like that I didn't have a lot of people to ask and um, but his passion would like was infectious I'll never forget the guy and his ponytail <laughs> and, uh, it's not the Brian I know then. No, no, it's a different Brian. That, okay. that Brian's cool too. Yeah. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I was always like inspired by his passion for like travel, you know. And and he made it seem so easy. And I said, well, maybe one day I will get the chance. And look at me now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> living the dream. I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. I think I think this trip. I think uh, you've been to Japan a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, Josh has been to Japan a lot as well. Yeah, my but it's trip. Sam's, you know, first trip. So I think that's kind of the special thing that we're going to focus on uh, to some degree, at least now I want to talk about. And like, at what point did you actually fall in love with Japan? Because I'm guessing, I have to imagine, it was your dad's thing. It maybe pushed on you. You're like, oh, it's yeah. my weird dad, eccentric dad. Yeah, I, I so, didn't, Sorry, but at what point? It's true. <laughs> at what point did it actually be like, oh, my yeah. dad's actually kind of cool or he had a good yeah, point? Or, I, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, I just growing up surrounded by like my dad showing me Last Exile. I remember um, watching Pokemon, playing Pokemon, um, surrounded by Japanese media. Going to Mitsuo was a very, very big, the Japanese market near where we live was very, very important. Mm. And I go there. Like, what what I, specifically about that market did you like? Just like, I, I always loved going there. I, there was a bakery that I um, always loved going to. And I think that was a pretty big factor in... Um, melon Pond? Is that what you liked? Uh, Onbon Pond, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Red, Red bean. bean. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's classic. Yeah. yeah. You liked it because so many foreigners hate it. Yeah. We told him when he was younger, like, not to, like, not, not to embarrass <laughs> him, but we told him, like, when he was little, we are like, this is chocolate. Oh. You know, yeah. like... And, classic and, dad moment. And, yeah. and, and he ate it. He's like, oh, this is good. And yeah. he would eat it. You like it? No. No, no. <laughs> why'd you? If you don't like oh, it, man, why'd you give it to your kid? I, I was like, because he, he liked how it looked, and we're just uh, like, okay, cool. It's yeah. you know, it's something. It's a sweet, but it's not like you know, chocolate, chocolate. We tried yeah. it with Addison, yeah. Um, my you know, my daughter, like yeah. thinking, she took one bite of that and she spit it out. She's like, this is not chocolate. But <laughs> <laughs> they fooled you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said it was ampaman on the outside. Ampaman. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, ampaman will anybody yeah that, that so big nose having yeah. that th those are early experiences of my childhood and then um, having a lot of friends um, just like anime started watching with my dad and I really started to latch on to it and just so, so you never fought against it or like thought this no, is like no yeah I, I was always in love with it I'm in love with everything the culture the architecture like mm. the whole like Ghibli was a big thing obviously like any any foreigner when, he, when they talk about Japan Ghibli's gonna come up eventually but you know watching those movies as a kid and watching anime as I grow up and now I'm 
we do like they'd have at the at the Mitsua they'd have like dance festivals and they'd have like wow. you know uh, food stalls and like all these different things. Real central hub of yeah. culture. Yeah, huh? and then they have a wow. Japanese bookstore that we hit up just on the regular like you know. Yeah. Uh, Kyokuniya. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's just like, and it's and it's amazing that we have that like available you know. As I was so telling Josh to off mic before that. Yeah. I'm from the Midwest too, Michigan. And you guys are making liars out of me because I've always told them <laughs> for the 15 years of podcasting. I was like, yeah, man, you're so lucky you're from California and Midwest. We got no Japanese culture anywhere. You know, we got sushi. <laughs> you didn't have it. Google Maps back then, you know, so maybe that contributed, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm talking, it's maybe a time difference too. I left at like 2006. I don't know. That stuff was there back it, then. It was. Yeah, it, it was. It was, there, it was yeah. uh, even in high school, like when I moved here, um, I'd get my bootlegged uh, DVDs okay. from there. Like yeah, you know, even we back in the day, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, the almost. Le- we had always like the running joke in our family was like that's an almost legit copy that we. Bought. <laughs> 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 well, when there is an illegal way to get it, you know, that's how we, we had to. Kids, there was before the internet. <laughs> we had to do some dubious things oh, to get the, that anime. I don't remember. Legit so. enough because you paid someone for it. That's <laughs> But, but it is like like we'd go there to this and like for some of the stuff like even now like you can't get some movies that are here oh, yeah. like you know on a home or without like spending an a, a outrageous amount or having to have a DVD player you know as funny as that sounds like <laughs> that has like a region, region unlocked, you know that you yeah, can yeah, have the region free you know to, to stream so it's like you still have some stuff there yeah. like you know yeah. uh, I'm like eternally grateful to my dad for giving me this experience so early on into my life too that I, I know I knew going into this this was going to have a huge impact on what I want to do like I felt directionless a lot but I knew and I know now after being here like this is going to have a very big impact on what I end up doing and um, you know just reinforcing my love for the country and everything about it um, and I'm grateful that I got the chance to do it at 21 rather than, you know. I, like, it was one thing, like, um, I've told him and I've had that conversation, like, I had a hard, like, hard time doing anything for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up, like, it's easy to do for others, mm-hmm. and, but, like, doing something for yourself and spending money for on, on yourself at times, like, has been, like, a struggle. Especially, you know, as you have young kids, like, you don't know how important it is to actually still do things for yourself, even if it's, you know, not as often or things like to do that, but like my biggest thing to him was like, I don't want you to be 37 years old to realize that it's important to do something for yourself and finally start, you know, doing those things for yourself. So like, you know, like him, like he's, he's done a lot. Like I, I told him, I said like, you know, I paid for our airfare to get here and Josh helped pay for like our time in Tokyo, like, mm-hmm. you know, help him make some stuff popular. He, you know, got our time up in, in, in Kobe, like, and I took the other part. And then he, and then like Sam though, like he, gotten a lot out of this like he set aside a good chunk of money for this trip that like you know as a kid like not he's not even a kid young adult young man like young adult young man like to set aside the money he did to get here is like such a huge life skill because like a lot of people you run into like even your situation where it's like you're in a small town and you're like i don't know if i'm gonna make it to japan or not like there are things you can do and having that like accomplishment when you're young to have set aside that money that's something you can do again when you've done it once and that means you can do this or you can do england you could do a different place this is now like something you're set up to accomplish again later on in life 
It opens up the world to you, right? Like, I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and and you save your money and, or hopefully you save some money, you know? I mean, in some people's situations, they're not able to, you know? But uh, if you have the capability to do it, I can't think of anything better to spend your money on than travel. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already feel that way, right? Yeah. But, um... But I do think it's so important because seeing the world from a different perspective makes a big difference, you know? It's very easy to get caught up in the, the day-to-day, everything's the same, you know? My, my, the thing I was most excited for with this trip, I mean, there's a lot of things. I don't wanna say it's the thing I was most excited for, but like everything I'm doing is a new experience. And I, that's my favorite thing. To, like anything new, anything like, the, my favorite time hanging out with friends is times we just do something that we'd never do other than like this one time um, every, every single day pretty much i look at him as we're walking around and go goals goals <laughs> i think a lot of people know travels are inspirational and all that but i think one of the things i don't hear talked about as much is uh when you go home the first second third day uh that feeling you get is a real kind of barometer for what you're doing in your life or what your life is back home, you know, and how it makes you feel to come back from somewhere. And uh, Matt and I used to always talk about before we lived here, uh, we lived in Korea and we'd go a lot of other places and we were always happy to come back to Korea, you know, go back to the States, we we're always happy to come back to Korea. But there's always one place we'd go to and we weren't so happy to come back to Korea, you know, be a little bummed out. We were happy to see our, our significant others yeah. or what, whatever it was, right? Of course, our friends. But uh, it was always Japan, you know? And for us, that always kind of told us that, like, we got to get there, you know? That uh, we'd go there and just be bummed out. I remember I'd go to my favorite restaurant, do my favorite thing there, and it just wasn't good anymore, you know? And that was what told me, like, I got to just pull out all the stops and no matter what it takes, you know, get out to Japan. Um, Yeah, so for me, even still living here 10 years in, you know, you start to think the world's a big place. I mean, there's other places. We're talking off mic before that, it's the small, cheesy, stereotypical things about Japan that living here when we go other places and we come back here, you know, you do miss or you do realize that you are in the right place. It can just be a convenience store, a vending machine, or as silly as that is. Some of the convenience is such a convenient place to be. Yeah, just getting on the train and going across like a, a city, you know, it's like that's a luxury that not every city has, right? You know? But yeah, so anyway, with travel, I think when you go home, uh, Sam, the thing I would tell you is that how you feel those first couple of days, really like focus and just be mindful and be in the moment of that. Because it's a very valuable, powerful thing to kind of give you guidance in your life. And um, sometimes it can be a hard reality to face. You might realize that what you're doing, you need to change, but you can use that as such motivation to get you through hard times, you know? And it might take a while. I know for, for me, you know, it took me forever to get out here and I was not happy for many years uh, until, I, until I got out here. But uh, it will motivate you to not give up, you know, and to fight through and to do whatever it is. But like even like Josh, like, uh, and myself, like that's one of our things, like you have those things, like you, you guys, like, you know, your your friendship and things you have because of that is, is like, you know, rooted in that. And like having a friend that you can travel with, like is huge. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's like, as much fun as it is to go, like when I came in 2017 and I came by myself, yeah, I had a good time. But to be able to share that with somebody else is like a totally different thing. Like a totally different thing. And like, but what's crazy though is like you find, 
Like, I moved so much as a kid. Like, I moved every year. Like, we were in a new spot pretty much, like, all growing up. And I don't have a spot in the United States that I feel is home. Even, like, that I've lived where I've lived now in, like, Chicago is, like, you know, for as long as I have. I just move so much. It still doesn't even feel like, yeah, it's my home that I go back to, but it's not, like, a place that I feel. But every time I come back here, like, I, I do. I get that sense of, like, feeling at home. And, and for me... Like, Hiroshima is that, like, city for me that's, like, the most, you know, feels like that, like, you know, experience and things. And, I, and that's why I want to see even more. And when like, Josh and I were talking about, like, next time we come, we want to hit some places that we haven't taken other people to. Because, like, you know, what what other place you, you go to might end up being that, you know, spot for you or that, you know, place that you have. And, like, I don't, I don't, like, honestly, though, for Josh, like, uh, I don't like your backstory when it comes to Japan, like for you. So for my backstory, um, actually kind of a cool story. So we're friends with a gentleman named Rob. So I used to work with Rob and one day he decided to get a phone call from his roommate, Ali. And they were talking about something and he said, we're going to Japan. And I looked at him and just said, oh, that's kind of cool. I'd be like, really like to go too. Two seconds later, he's contacted Ali and said, can I bring this other person with? And Ali just said, sure, no problem. So I got to go on my first, well, not my first actual trip out of the States, but something this far away from Chicago on a whim. What and year awesome. was this around? 2006. 2016. What would you know about Japan at that time? At that time, Were it was just anything, straight anime, anime, pretty much. Anime. And the minute we touched down, it was hectic. Here, <laughs> going from Narita to Tokyo Station, grabbing the bullet train to go down to Osaka. <laughs> We're all shaking our heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all know that Realizing story. Realizing <laughs> that afterwards, our friend Ali was a very sadistic and mean person, but I will admit, it was a great 24 hours that we had to deal with. And all of that going through here was amazing. And made you a lifetime, oh, lifetime yeah. fan. Oh yeah. yeah. As soon as as soon as we were trying uh, on the bullet train going south toward Osaka, seeing Fuji that everybody talks about because yeah. I was lucky enough or smart enough, or, well probably lucky enough that I got the window seat looking toward Fuji and I got to see Fuji and the other two did not. <laughs> made me feel I got the special moment. Yeah, yeah. I got my special moment. That's right. Did you do a lot of research before that trip or did you just kind of like walk into it? I walked into it and then afterwards, um, well, during that planning trip, I find out that our home city is the actual sister city for Osaka. Mm, okay. So. There's parts of Osaka Station, if you go to, they have Chicago galleries. So everything is about Chicago right in that area. I didn't know about that. Yeah, that sounds cool. Fair. Osaka and Chicago do have a similar Yeah, they're <laughs> very, very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are windy cities. No windy doubt. City, as very, as hopefully you don't know. Yeah, you don't know that. The microphones might be helping things. We're not sure. We make no guarantees. There's trains. Let me tell no you money back guarantee on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's that was my first story of coming here, and it was a great first story. That's awesome. Wow, someone's getting rowdy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Chicago style over there. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's right. Talking yeah. to Chicago. That's right. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely Chicago style. Very that's cool. Tame. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I brought some snacks. Something Matt and I like to do sometimes is just have like live tastings, you know, of things and just describe them. Um, so we're gonna do that with kind of two convenience store classic uh, sweet sh- uh, chocolate items. We'll go with the oldest first, which is called Black Thunder. This is a variety of Black Thunder. It's a small, I thought it was easier to share, so like bite-sized versions. Usually Black Thunder comes in like a bar. I would call it the Snickers bar of Japan, but it has a, I think a deeper history of that. I, I think it's like 60, 70, maybe more than that old. It's super old, one of the most classic uh, candies in Japan. When you tell people you like it, as a foreigner, they, they laugh really hard, you know? Um, because it's- Anybody want it. It's like an old, old, old snack. Um, so uh, we're gonna go around and try a little Black Thunder. It's probably my number one. You know, you get some seasonal things that can beat it sometimes. Well, uh, I'll tell you a seasonal one that can beat but it. But if classics. you get the Black Thunder ice cream, when if you come at the right time of the year, it's, it's that there, one pops it's, up. It's here in, now. Yeah, yeah. So if you yeah. guys like this now, go get the ice cream because you, you can get it. Highly recommend. We're it. gonna go around, pass the dushy. <laughs> on the left hand <laughs> side. Oh, there, there's mine. All right, here you go, Mike. Oh, outstanding. And he goes to the right. <laughs> My right. Oh, you guys don't know where I'm sitting. On the left hand side. <laughs> throw the song in here. We'll see which one was right. Left right. or right. <laughs> so Matt and I aren't going to describe it because we've had it a million times. But I want you guys what does it remind you of? What's it taste like? If you say either black or thunder, you would be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting some Twix vibes. Yes, yes. Very much. All right. This is the correct answer. What else? Keep going. I'm going to say like a, a, a bit of a, a hint of Cocoa Puff. <laughs> yep. That's a good description. So, I actually, yeah. As you're totally thinking of the next that. stuff, Japan loves to, on sweets, particularly ice cream here, like Sundays, they love to throw in like, um, Corn flaky cocoa stuff. Just rice you're gonna see, puff. You're gonna see cereal on top puff. of like your ice cream sometimes. Chocolate, like, chocolate rice krispies. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Chocolate right. rice. So we got yeah. Twix meets cho- chocolate rice krispie. Anything else? Yeah. Chocolate bar. Yeah. Like a chocolate rice krispie, but the ones that are like in the chocolate. Coated in chocolate. Yeah, the coated chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That coat. That coat has like a very distinct coat to it, right? Yeah. Like, the crunchiness from it. Ever had a Hershey's cookies and cream chocolate bar and you get the speckles of the cookie inside it? Okay. That's what it tastes that's, like to me. That's what I'm looking for. That takes a culinary degree right there mm-hmm. to get to that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's a great point. And I'm now remembering that. It's been a long time since we've had that. Yeah. But that that is really good. Nailed it. Yeah. Alright, so that's Black Thunder. They make it in many varieties. Getting as your homework is go get the ice cream version at any convenience store. It looks just like this on the outside. This top That's part. That's easy homework, right? Okay. Yeah. Put I on can an do ice that. Bar. All right. You're going to have to work off that homework. Walking. Next up, we have Galbo. I never heard of Galbo. Have you guys ever heard of Galbo? No. Mm-mm. All right. So before I lived here, I never heard of this Galbo's one. Galbo is the classic. And I don't know how we came upon it. You know, I think in our first couple of months, we were just going to the convenience store and just every day getting something new, you know, mm-hmm. and just loving life. And uh, I love chocolate. I particularly like dark chocolate. And we saw this weird one called Galbo. I don't know, the bag is like these long, oblong chocolate things. They didn't look like anything special. 
but uh, my family and I, everyone I know loves Galbo. It's an interesting texture. Nothing, nothing shocking, nothing too crazy or weird, but there's nothing else quite oh, like the, Except for the salmon flavor, right, David? Well, they do the weird variety, <laughs> we're eating the, normal, the classic OG Galbo. right now. Choco. I don't think Galbo is the salmon flavor. I'm just, yep. just making things that up. That's really unique. Um, that's not crazy. There's nothing that's going to like, wow, but this is good. Sometimes the shape of things makes the difference. Yeah. <laughs> this is This is long. Like two inches. <laughs> yeah. well, I, was a, I was thinking of the office. That was, that was, uh, no, no, that's what she said. On, on this one. He forgot the imperial <laughs> system because it's definitely not two inches. <laughs> An inch and a half. Be I've been in a centimeter, centimeter zone. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a weird shape. Anyway, how'd you describe this chocolate treat? I'm like a pocky, but. I don't know. More without the stick. Yeah, without the stick. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, maybe uh, Josh is the second one to reevaluate. I think something as you guys are thinking that Japan does really well is like cheap chocolate. It yeah. doesn't taste cheap. So these are both like 150 yen, I think. And you would, yeah, no way. Like on that, you'd say that it's 150. And compared to like a Hershey's bar, I think that's what. I don't know if this changed in the States in 10 years, but that's why I remember in that same kind of category. It's a mixture of the taste of a Rolo. Oh, yes. A <laughs> Rolo. Deep cut. Deep cut. It has Talk the about taste of a Rolo. Deep yeah. cut, yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Shout, shout out to Rolo, because Rolos are one of the most. <laughs> the greatest, greatest chocolates no one talks about. And it has the texture of, if you've ever had a Castanella or a pound cake, mm -hmm. And it's the crust down at the bottom. It's always slightly crispy. Yeah. That's what it tastes like to me. Amen. I can't be. <laughs> yeah, can't no. That. That's <laughs> why we save you for last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we found but, your podcast uh, reasoning right here. It's food, food reviews. But it does taste like a Rolo. You get the hint of a Rolo. It's shocking because there's no caramel or anything mm -hmm. in there, right? Because Rolo is all about the caramel. Yeah, it's all about caramel. But somehow, I agree. Because it rolls in just like a second after two, a second or two after you finish your bite, and it's on your tongue just sitting there for a second, it rolls through as a, uh, as a rollo. Speaking about rolling in on uh, the aftertaste, uh, Josh has brought a unique gift for my buddy uh, in Hiroshima. A uh, Chicago liqueur. Oh yes. Uh, that if you're, I you know, stateside. Oh boy. It's uh, Malort is the name Malort. of it. Malort. I live close to Chicago. I've never heard of that. Oh my gosh! If you, Jepson's Malort. If you Google Malort face, you'll see some hilarious is videos. It the face people make after drinking it. A hundred percent. And there, so. it starts off to where it's not great, but then it just consistently gets worse. So Malort is a wormwood-infused liqueur. Wormwood? So like yeah, like the absinthe. actual insect. Absinthe kind of thing? Yeah, like absinthe. Uh, the thing is, it's a <laughs> Swedish conception of a Malort liquor. Some people like it, some people don't. I'm in between-ish, leaning toward not. <laughs> to me, it smells like grapefruit, pith, and then when you taste it, it's grapefruit, pith, and the water from a tire fire. 
And for me, that sounds delicious. It, it, it's like a, a, hint, a hint of Windex. If I could, I've never tasted Windex, but if I had to taste what Windex tastes like, mm. it's that. And the thing is, it doesn't matter what you drink or eat after; it won't go away. Because so, like you can, you can, you can, you can take milk, you can drink a very Coke, oily. and as soon as the Coke taste is gone. Right back with you is that Malort. Thing. It, it's just. Does it make you hallucinate? No, uh, no. Uh, it just makes you wish that you would not. <laughs> like, like had it, it makes you wish you were hallucinating. <laughs> wow. All right. So before we move on, are you Team Black Thunder or Team Galvo? Let's go around. I, I'm Mike. gonna say, I'm gonna say um, Black Thunder for me. Okay. I, I like that crunchiness that you get with it. That's gonna. That's gonna more, be mine. It's more complex for sure. I could eat more of the second one we had. Galvo. Galvo. But I think Black Thunder I, I like more. Oh, really? It's a complicated answer there. So you're gonna, your final vote goes Black Thunder? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Two, two, zero. Black Thunder. I mean, way. for me, it's no question. Black Thunder all the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's decided, but we gotta keep going just to find out. Josh. Well, I guess I'm the odd man ball. I actually enjoyed Galbo more. Hey. Okay. It doesn't matter anymore. It's a respectable answer. I also like Galbo. I think it's more simple, but more sophisticated. True. Okay. I think it tastes more gourmet. I, again, I, I'd imagine that's like a five, 500 yen treat, not a, not a 150 <laughs> personally. It's Three that, against two. Yeah. We're going to get you. It's that reminding of a Rollo. Yeah. For me. That's right. Found the Japanese Rollo. More of a neutral mm-hmm. party, so, you know, we can, we can split it. Ah, oh, <laughs> No Switzerland's allowed here. It's like, how do you edit Google's how to edit somebody's voice out of the podcast? We want the robot Sam voice saying, Black Thunder all the way. All right, so not many people talk about Osaka being a beautiful city. It's often known to be one of the ugliest cities of Japan or like the dirtiest, dangerous cities. But I tell you what, right now, in this post-sunset glow, looking at the skyline, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. I've been completely distracted the last <laughs> couple. It's pretty cool, man. The train's going by, and even you're talking about the lost without moments. My family calls them uh, "I'm in Japan" moments because working at like international school, we kind of live in this bubble. It's English all day. It does not feel like I live in Japan uh, for the majority of my life. And as someone who came here to want to live in Japan, that's kind of sad. Or even having like a Japanese podcast, I sometimes feel a little bit inauthentic because I don't live a very Japanese lifestyle. Um, and you still have these moments, and they're fewer and far in between the more you live somewhere. But I'll say, even even this one's doing it for me. I didn't realize because my back's facing the skyline. But as I turned around about 10 minutes ago or so, I was like, oh man, it's pretty good. I know this is going to sound super cheesy, but I think in current uh, with my present company, you'll appreciate it. Have you guys played any of the Sonic the Hedgehog games on Sega Genesis? Oh, and, yeah. the, and then the scrolling going by of the cities in the background. Whenever I see this, I, that's kind of what I think about. You know where I came from. <laughs> what do you call that scrolling where it's like on the different planes? You, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, about it. yeah. Yeah. It's going to come to me and I'm going to be really regret not being able to think of it. I'm going to go back to you, Sam. And like in your first day here, is it what you imagine? What What's similar what's something you didn't expect or it's a lot of it is like it's it's weirdly exactly how I expected it to be Mm. there's a lot of stuff like obviously I didn't but I've I've been like obsessed with everything Japan for so long that it was like 
it's just everything I watched in anime or like YouTube or whatever. Maybe I'd like it's just I, I'm definitely consistently surprised by everything I'm seeing, and I'm just in awe. This entire day, I feel like I've had my mouth open um, wherever I go. But yeah, I, like totally blown away. But you know, it's it's also at the same time, you know, up to my expectations for sure. And those were lofty expectations. <laughs> yeah. Were you worried at all? Because I, I always remember like um, Matt went to Japan before me, and a big part of our friendship was me just constantly like picking his brain. Yeah. This is in Korea tell me about Shibuya, like, what's it like, like, or the trains, you know, and you always tell me, and I knew if I just went straight from the States to Japan, it would have blew me away, I wouldn't be worried, I wouldn't feel like, is it going to let me down, but because I lived in Korea first, and Korea is a very similar place to Japan, they have big differences for sure, um, I was really worried that, like, kind of Korea was going to steal the thunder, and I was going to come and come here and be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like just a more, you know, cleaner and whatever, like, version of Korea, I was really nervous about that because yeah. those lost without moments you're talking about that kind of being motivated and Japan was this super special place to me and I was kind of scared on my first visit that like in some way it was going to be a bit of a letdown and what if it was this thing I'd got me through so much in my life what if it wasn't what I thought it was mm-hmm. is there any of that in you at all or are you just pretty confident that it's going to be awesome yeah I mean I I've just been so ready for it that like no matter what I like I, I just take things in stride and I I try not like I had expectations but I also try to go into things with as open of a mind as I can and I feel like going here and having so much invested interest and there's so much in here that I value and love and I, I think no matter what experience I was gonna have it was gonna be a positive one and you know I'm just it's like my first day has blown me away i'm just excited to see what the others are gonna look like yeah. and for me like um like if you're gonna with somebody that you love like you're sharing your favorite place in the world and this for me is my favorite place mm-hmm. in the world so to be able to share that with my son is just like done you know what i could have hoped for yeah um, what are some things you guys are hoping to do on the trip or some like kind of bucket list things that, I mean, obviously uh, Josh and Mike have been here and they've done some things, but you must have more things that you're hoping oh, yeah. to do. So what, what are some things that you guys like super psyched for, some highlights you're looking forward to of the trip? Well, for me, since as they pointed out, I'm, I was a uh, culinary student for about three years. So I know I've been to Kapabashi Street in Tokyo but I've heard that Osaka does have a very, very amazing culinary street where a lot of the restaurant stuff can be gotten and you can go through there. That's one of the big highlights that I want to do this here in Osaka at least. Um, meet his friend in Hiroshima, go to the Peace Museum, try at least, um, and then go back into Tokyo. And I think on my one day that I get to go by myself somewhere. It's I'm trying to go up to either Orai or Minobu. Where are those? We don't, I don't uh, yeah, so yeah. Orai is along the coast, about an hour and a half by train outside of Tokyo. Along the coast, just south of Sendai. I think, yeah, okay. just south of Sendai. But Orai or uh, Minobu is out by Fuji. 
go see the mountain. Yeah, okay. nice. Yeah. So it's just like a good viewpoint of Fuji. Yes. That's why you want to go there? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Are they known for anything else? Because I know a lot of times when you do research, you, you find out, oh, yeah, they're the best at making sandals. Or green right. tea or so, Rugs. Yeah. Jeans. So for us specifically, myself and Mike, yeah. um, Manobu is special because of the anime Yudu Kampu or Laidback Camp. Yeah. And this, the artist and the manga, the manga, Megaka has really depicted that area quite well to the point where their lives or the story of their lives in that mega most of it is just shown so you can actually see most of it and places that's in there you just go I want to go there that yeah. looks amazing and with Orai it's um, another anime that I fell in love with or at least enjoyed because even though it's set in the future a lot of it's still the same it hasn't changed and that would be girls of cancer so just walking around in some of these places would be amazing just to see in my opinion yeah. at least for this trip and i think uh, sam has a similar uh yeah i have plan as well right yeah i one of the um, other big things that helped get me into Japan, I mean, I've, I've, like I've said, I've always been into it, but the thing that really pushed me over the edge was my dad bringing home Persona 5 instead of... Uh, that was a gift? Or, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We, we knew nothing about it. When, like, he was like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. And I started playing it, and that was one of the things. I've had periods where I've been in funks for years, um, and that, that paired with... Um, an album uh, I, that game got me out of the funk and playing that game and has been such a big part of my life I played it numerous times whenever like I, I need to listen to the soundtrack all the time like it's just so important to me and gonna, being in Tokyo where so much of that is based off of is gonna be so so cool um, to see and it's just gonna be like my soul is <laughs> you know connecting to yeah, it'll be so very similar answer, but you know, it's on the Shibuya Crossing. You'll get to see that. Oh yeah, the yeah. Shibuya. That's the always impressive. That oh, yeah. And Ko Koenji, right? Is that where the it takes place? Or Sanjinjaya. So Sanjinjaya oh, okay. is a real sleepy yeah. kind of neighborhood, but it's become a bit trendy. It has a real old school feel. Yeah. Uh, Shitahama is what it's called. It's like an underground, quite literally underground area, not underground oh, cool. in terms of like deep. Um, it's, I'm so glad you're going there. It's one of a lot of people's favorite neighborhoods, even before Persona. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, uh, Mike was saying sometimes that Tokyo can be a bit much with all the people. And Sanjinjaya is where a lot of people go to kind of get away from that and just get a feel, kind of like the neighborhood we we're taking you at today where Mkeriko is. It kind of has a similar feel to that, a little like older and, uh, There's some local. hip stuff coming in, but it's like underground. Yeah, that's know? right, that's like, right. The um, people in the neighborhood know about it. That's yeah. a super cool spot. Glad you guys are going there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How about you, Mike? What's uh? I mean, besides like people and stuff, and I know your son's gonna be a big thing, but is there anything like Japan related that uh, you haven't quite done, or you've just been missing so much that you're dying to do? Like, uh, I guess like the biggest part for me was just um, as, it's just be, like being back. Like I, I missed it so much for that time of being here. It's like it's almost one of those things where it's like uh, just. Being here again is just like 
already recharging my batteries. And it's like, I was telling you guys, and I said, yeah, I, like, you know, it's important to live in the moment. And I feel we're going to do that on this trip and we're doing it right now. But like, for me, like getting here now made it real that we can come back again. Cause like for so long, like we couldn't come and it like that, like, you know, Sam talks about times like, you know, you struggle and stuff like that. And it's it, like, a struggle like when you like can't go where you want to go and do what you'd like to do and be you know where you'd like to be and that's a that, that is a privilege to be able to go you know to, to sure. do that i said but like not having that like something that's so part of your life kind of like taken away and not having it like now we're already like you know talking about like what we want to do next year and for me my biggest thing that for like um is enjoying it you know with my friend and my son this time and then meeting up some, with some people but then next time it's like go and see some places that we haven't been and like where that is doesn't matter but just like you know continue that exploration that you you know for what you haven't been through so far do you have any ideas of like places you want to go that you've never been to that are on like a starting point like um Sapporo is one of them yeah oh that's, yeah that's was gonna be oh yeah I was gonna say like I COVID gave me the opportunity to do some things I wouldn't normally do and I, I fell in love with certain places in Japan that weren't making me like top of my list, you know, in the first couple of years. And yeah, Supporto is a place that I, I can live for sure. Yeah. And, and then the other part is like, I don't know that it's going to be our next time we come, but one of the things that's moved up on my list is I would like to like attempt uh, uh, like climbing Fuji yep. and yeah. being able to do that yeah. once. I don't like yeah. I, I live by I, I haven't done it yet, but I already live by that adage like you know you don't do it twice. You know, <laughs> like what do but, you what do you know about climbing Fuji? Um, beyond like some like horrible experiences that people have had, like uh, you know that, that you need to come prepared. <laughs> like it's one of those things. Like even my hiking, like you know, come with correct like you know socks, correct outfits, correct yeah. gear. Like you know, do it all. And I. I know, do you know some people that do like um, some group led hikes? And if I'm gonna do it, it's gonna be with like a group Organized, of people. Yeah. And it's gonna be like making sure that I get the place to sleep at night. Uh, it's gonna, you know, like, you know, doing it the right way for you have. Cause like I've seen so many people that have come off the, you know, sunburned on one side of their body. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like with destroyed shoes yeah. and like, you know, like just, uh, you know, horrible experiences. And I'm like, I'm not. You know, you hope the weather's nice. You hope your things that are there. But like, that's gonna be one thing. Like that, that I would like to be able to go like back home or just have that moment. You know, like you live in that moment of time. But like to be able to do something like that, yeah, like would be huge. Yeah, you know? there's something mystical about that place because I've not done it. I'm into hiking and I go camping. Um, last night I met these a British band. I was going to see them on a live show. They said, yeah, right before we played this show, we just came in from Mount Fuji. We, we climbed Mount Fuji. And I've talked to 20, 30 people that have done it, and everyone just has a horrific experience. And sure enough, there, you know, one more on the list of, like, one guy had a good, couldn't make it halfway up. You know, he just died of, of cold. Uh, not died, but he was so miserable, he had to go back down. The other two guys made it to the top, but they wanted to wait to see the sunset for four hours, and they were just huddling behind a rock, cuddling each other to stay warm because they weren't properly prepared. And then they saw the sunset, and they're like, this is so dumb. Like, <laughs> just the sunset. let's just go, let's just go. Like, <laughs> it was not worth anything. And I mean, you saw our sunset. Yeah, it was magic, yeah. it was magic. Yeah. But that was one of our things. Like Who needs said. Fuji? Yeah. Well, I still want to do it. I, no, yeah. that, it's like an abuse victim or something. Like, I know, <laughs> I know it's going to be horrible. I know it's going to be bad. But. And it's like, you, you know, but like, I, I hope with like that preparation, and even if you prepare, you like you have stuff that can go crazy and go happen. And it's like, you know, but it's like, Again, like to have that experience to look back upon to say that you did it, like that, how many people that you know haven't, 
you know, like that's a huge thing, you know, in and of itself. And I, that would be amazing. I mean, like Josh was saying, like it's such a mystical kind of thing to see just from the Shinkansen. Like it's yeah. impressive. In my opinion, Fuji's, I mean, I, I guess I have no validity because I've not climbed it, but I'm going to feel that it's better to see from the bottom. Because we've been, I've gone camping, you know, around there. Yeah, yeah. It is just so cool to just see peeking out, you know, mm-hmm. in the morning when you walk yeah. out there. And I drove up almost the highest up you could go by car. That's cool, too. So I imagine, you know, the real Allure of Fuji is, like, living around it, being around it in your background. Yeah. Yes. Rather than being on top of it, per se. But, yeah, it does have that, that pull, doesn't it? Yeah, I stayed one day in Shizuoka. Just to see, like, see it from Mastering where I was. was to eat pancakes. Yeah. And, and I've almost yes. fully yeah. lived my dream, you <laughs> the know. Con- the uh, convenience store, wasn't it? Like I, that? I ha- ended up having, like, the um, the Japanese pancake with the red bean inside. I could have done without the red bean. It comes back to the red bean. But uh, I, I like <laughs> it now. I've, I've, kind of, I've grown to like it. But it wasn't quite the pancake I wanted. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Still time, you know. As, yeah, I'll, I'll get out there. I'll, I'll do it for sure. I'll go to, I'll find a place that serves pancakes. <laughs> Something I would urge, I think from what I've learned from you guys is like, I think uh, Josh and Mike sound like kind of super researchers, right? You're, you're doing the street walking, watching all that stuff. I would tell you at some point if you, I'm sure it's happened naturally already, but I'm the same way as you guys. And I think the thing for me, probably more than just Japan, but you know, I, I do love Japan too and still travel here. Is like the places where I didn't do any research on, I was lucky enough to just have a friend say, hey, let's go here. And then I even learned, like, I don't need to rely on a friend. I'm just going to go on the train and go to this random station. That's something Matt kind of taught me when we lived in Korea, which is get on a bus, go out and get lost, because it's such a safe place. Nothing's that crazy expensive. Like, you're going to be okay, you know? It's, it's a rare, you can do that. There's a lot of places in the world you, you can't do that. You just go out and get lost and find something that you've not watched a walking tour on YouTube on. You don't know everything about it already. Those are the kind of most memorable, that's, coolest moments, you know? Yeah, that's, so, um, to evolve on that, yeah. when I came here on my first trip, Rob, the one friend that we came with... Is it so, the one or no? No, not no. <laughs> the other guy. Okay. Um, we stayed here in Osaka, just north of the government building on whatever river that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Every night he would get out and just go get lost, walk around. Well, Ali is a notoriously loud and obnoxious snorer. snorer. So after the first night of realizing how bad it is with him sleeping in the same room, I decided to follow Rob one night. So we ended up walking about five to eight kilometers that night. Just got lost walking around. And that was actually the most peaceful and happiest part of that trip was getting lost. Yeah. Every single night. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> biggest thing, like when we were planning the trip, um, dad would always ask, like my dad would always ask me, like, what do you want to do? Like, you know, do you have any things you want to hit? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? But like in the past, when I've gone on trips, my favorite things by far is that ex- exactly what we're said talking about, like. The things I did when I was in like 10 at night and I just wanted to walk to Walgreens, I ended up walking to the park and like just like my favorite part of my New York trip I did a couple of years ago is exactly like just getting lost and walking through and just doing stuff that's not planned. That's my favorite thing in the world. When you're in a group, 
people aren't going to approach you really, you know, because you've got friends and so they don't want to bother you. I think like when you just go out alone for a little bit, you know, they're bats. No yeah. rabies in Japan, though, so don't worry. Don't worry. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we got little friends here. Yeah, so just being alone and not having headphones in and not being on your phone mm-hmm. is going to make you like more approachable and you're going to be able to interact with people more. Yeah. There's going to be moments where you kind of freak out because you don't know what to say. You're going to know what the correct procedure is. But yeah, those are exciting. Those are like the mm-hmm. cool moments, you know, yeah. so... Yeah, I'd urge you to just go leave your, your family for a little bit. Yeah. Just go oh, walk yeah. around and get lost. I, and especially when we're in Tokyo, I'm not going to be afraid to <laughs> go out and do my own thing. Because yeah. everyone will help you. I mean, if you get lost and you need something, you know, everyone's, yeah, yeah. everyone's nice. So. Exactly. And like, I, I want to take a screenshot when I have good enough Wi-Fi of maps and stuff like that. Just to, sure. If I'm really lost. But yeah, like I definitely want to do my own thing and not have to worry about following anybody wherever I end up I end up that's like the nice thing like with technology man like I I still it's like a good luck charm but I still packed my uh, paper map for Tokyo (laughs) that I I brought like in 2004 so it still has like that you know but it's like become almost like a good luck charm and I feel like if the zombie apocalypse does happen (laughs) when I'm on vacation that I like I have that backup I'm gonna gonna be like look at me now man I can know where I you know know, earthquakes (laughs) are a thing here you know if that happens that that map's gonna come in handy Tokyo and as long as I'm in Kyoto and Tokyo I'm I'm covered with my you know, paper, paper maps. maps. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There you go. I don't even know where to buy a paper map. Well, I remember I even had my GPS, you know, on my phone when I was coming from uh, Korea. And I still brought my Lonely Planet with me. Maybe a similar similar reason, you know. Felt like a good luck charm. And I also had, like, all these tags, you know, for the, the cool things that I got to see in the cool neighborhoods. But these days, you know, it's just Google Maps and a bunch of yeah. a bunch of stars. So yeah, Google Maps is absolutely amazing, and I can't live without it. But like we we're saying, you know, at the same time, it does steal. Being able to read the reviews and see the photos, it does steal a bit of the excitement. Um, yeah, and I, I imagine, you know, you'll go home, and the best parts of this trip will be something you didn't plan to do or you didn't see. Yeah. I've done some walking in the last couple of days, just in neighborhoods I've never been to. And I'll tell you, I'll I'll do some research beforehand. I'll say, oh, where's some places to eat? Every time I go, I see things that I'm like, oh, that wasn't on Google. That didn't show up when I did it. And uh, so you always find something new if you just get out and get to the place and look around, you know? That was something you used to tell me when we lived in Korea about Japan. Like, when I was in Korea, it didn't always pay off to go explore places because, like, there wouldn't be good stuff and you had to kind of research and make sure something was going to be cool enough to spend your time going there. So you're always like, man, you know, we're in Japan. We just go down any alleyway. And it was maybe a little bit hyperbolic, but it's definitely true that, yeah, there's nothing here. It's We had one off. Went to the Tazuk, Tazukayama, was that what it was called? The uh, theater district. We oh, had, yeah, yeah. We did an episode on it. Yeah. And that was kind of like, I had a good time and everything like that. Sure. It was kind of like, we did, we worked hard to find something and we didn't find anything that cool there. I've but been back. I've gone back. Yeah, and I went to the um, the Osama Tezuka Museum. And the guy that did the Astro Boy, created Astro Boy, he has a museum there. And it was awesome. And they had like, you know, Street Fighter, artwork from Street Fighter. And uh, right now they have this stuff going on. And then also I ate there and I got some good food. I got some good ami rice, you know, like there's always like secrets. I, I, anywhere you go. Day and stuff is closed right. or whatever. Or it was hot and yeah, and I'm sure we were trying to find a quiet place to podcast. <laughs> good luck with it's that. It's holding us back. Yeah. yeah.
That's, that's one that uh, you, we're, we're getting some behind the scenes, you know, for Japan 2.0, where we're like, you know, go search some, you know, parks to record at, and uh, had a little, you know, extra adventure because of it, but like, uh, you know, Sam's out there right now, like, taking a, uh, a picture of, uh, you know, of the, the, the uh, skyline and stuff like that, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It was like, worth the 20 minute track, right? It, it really was, it really was, and then like, uh, but I, I'll second that, like, you know, some of the best experiences I've had and the people that I've, you know, made, because, like, you know, friends because of that was just because, again, that same thing of just, like, walking and just finding something and going in and not being afraid to just go in and, you know, hope for something good. And I said everything that's there, I'm like, well, yeah, we're, whatever we do, it's like, the food's better, like, you know, like, your experiences are better, your shopping experiences are better, it's just, um, it's better. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Totally well, agree. How long are we? On? We are at a hour fourteen. My oh friend. oh my goodness! Good. Time flies. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's a solid episode of uh, Lost Without. Yeah, and, and Japan too. But we we are on the fun part is we got that hour. We're on an hour twenty-three on this one, so we got bonus footage, right. uh, bonus audio. Oh, that before. will never be released. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed that. Whatever, dark secret. And the black, the yeah, blackmail episode comes out. You guys will hear it. Well, we can't wait to like hear whatever. You're, I'm sure you guys are gonna do a lot of content on this trip, right? Yes. Yes. And that's that's uh, oh, gonna man. be something where it's like uh, just be able to have the audio of uh, as we're going along even though it's you know like not a video but just having the audio of us doing stuff is going to be like its own you know mm. own thing so. I, yeah can't wait to hear that stuff I mean this just seeing that like you know this is your first day out and you it feels like you guys have already done a lot a lot you know like I you mean we've been there for you guys a lot know so much yeah you live here yeah um, but I think um, I know how much you wanted to be here I know last year, you know, your, your whole podcast was kind of about that. I remember Matt and I were just like off, just talking like, there's no way he's going to, like, we knew what the situation was like yes. here, you know? We're yes. like, does he know? Is he like putting on some hope? Like, I don't have the heart to break it to the guy because it sounded like you needed it so much, you know? Um, and I'm so happy that it, you know. Finally it, came. It, you're here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I said, just, uh, you guys coming out today and us, you know, we had the, you know, like getting together and stuff has just been uh, wonderful. And I know just as far as memories go, I'm like, this is definitely, you know, part of that for us. So thank you both. Definitely. You know, Matt and David, David thank you. Hey, so good to have you out, man. I'm so happy for Hopefully. you. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we know exactly what it's like and we hope it's the first of many uh, meetups that we get to do. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%, so. my friend. Come back to Hopefully next, next year, right? I, I gotta I save. Know. I gotta save and lose some weight for those jeans we were looking at earlier. Oh yeah, samurai. We'll all do some samurai. Go to samurai jeans. Buy some jeans. Samurai jeans. <laughs> They'll make us the models. Yeah, new new sponsor of Japan 2.0 oh, and Lost Without Japan. I would uh, not die happy if that just ever happened. Pay us some jeans. <laughs> That's like two weeks of me working. <laughs> well. You have to come out in the winter next time when we can be wearing the, the jeans. Matt's gonna get a pair. He's yeah. Join the oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm say I told them I'm saving up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I gotta work. I gotta go back to work. <laughs> Summer vacation needs to end so I can get my jeans. Last thing I said, uh, like we're gonna look to put up the audio on 
that works, but like on both Japan yeah. 2.0 yeah. and for lots of Dutch fans. So like, uh, I don't know how much crossover we have in our listenership, but after this, it's gonna you know go gang, gang gangbusters. Gangbusters. Gang gang you know. I hope. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> If you haven't listened to uh, Lost Without Japan, you know, it's such a positive, one of the most positive podcasts about Japan I've ever listened to. Like, Mike's love is very infectious. And yes. You can just feel it across the mic, you know? And the guests that he has on are always, like, yeah, so find, positive about Japan. Like, I can't, I can't believe of, yeah. you find so many because there's, there, I won't mention any names, but there are definitely Japan podcasts out there that are not as positive as as what you do and um i really think that people getting that that positive view that doesn't have that jaded feeling of you know people have lived here you know for way too long or um just don't appreciate some of the small things that we are not always covering you know the most obvious things too yeah that was our kind of mantra and we've changed but i think you actually do a lot of that from like you bike tours in Osaka or whatever like you're definitely off the beaten path and you're not even here yeah. I think that's an incredible feat you know you had that Tokyo able. tour guide on yep. not that long ago and yep. then she had like all these recommendations that I was like oh that's some deep cut stuff you know <laughs> so I mean there it, it is almost like Japan 2.0 it's showing like those those places that are kind of under the radar for a lot of people and uh, we want people to know about this stuff. Yeah, and like uh, like I said, though, like I, I reached out to you guys when I looked to start the podcast, and then like uh, you guys were like one of the big like inspirations for it, and then like you guys doing like the 2.0 theme of like you know getting off the beat path and not just doing the you know here I am at Starbucks or here I am at you know like McDonald's <laughs> for this like you know latest you know spicy chicken you know nugget like release you know like but like you know like just like hitting some things that are. If you've been to Japan more than once, or you just want to make like your trip to Japan be more than just hitting the tour spots in Tokyo and Osaka and Kyoto, you could listen to Japan 2.0, and you're gonna get some places like today that we're experiencing with them now that like you wouldn't get necessarily otherwise. And uh, I say there's a lot of cross pollination and uh, you know friendship uh, that's. You know, in addition today, that's come from it all. So, great, great. I oh, hope man. I hope there's many more. You know, yeah, let's yeah. let's do this again, it. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this again. Yep. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you guys. Yeah, good time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Great yeah. having you guys. Sign See off. See you later. Sign Bye. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>